Welcome back again. This is Richard Sachs from Lost Arts Radio, and this is Conversations with Gabriel, with Dr. Gabriel Cousins about relevant topics about world events and about health and consciousness and things that are relevant to your life. And we're going to go right to Dr. Cousins, but I just want to mention that there have been questions about making comments, asking questions during the broadcast. And most of our listeners are listening to the recorded podcast version, but some of you are there live. And yeah, it's fine to make questions and comments. We're going to see them on the screen and Dr. Cousins and or I will uh, respond to them as time allows in this short uh, show, which goes for maybe an hour at the most. Uh, but we'd like to see your comments and questions anytime. So please feel free to put them in and we'll do the responses as time allows. So let's go right to Dr. Cousins and make use of our time and see what's going on today. Welcome, Dr. Cousins. Okay. Thank you, Richard. I welcome you all with love. I always start with a prayer, emerging the heavens and earth, heart and mind. Amen. I feel that merging of the heart and mind, heavens and earth. Okay, now we start with a little bit of joyous dance, spiritual joy, because that's what the world needs. Um, and it helps us break out of uh, the consciousness that's going on in the world where people are feeling a very, uh, uh, I'm going to say, sad and worried. So when you dance for spiritual joy, you get really in touch with the truth of things. And that's the, the, the whole point. Okay, because you get in touch with the light of the self, which automatically gives you the non-causal joy and non-causal love and non-causal peace. Now, after that, we meditate for a short time. And the meditation technique, if you don't have your own, that I use is something that came to me in a, at the end of a 21-day water fast, 1995. That's the name of God that Moses received from the burning bush. Yoda on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. Wa on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. Yod from the base to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, and then hang out through the heart. And you do it with your breath, and that helps you focus your mind. And then you just keep repeating it until your mind goes quiet. That's the whole technique. So that's what we'll do. We'll dance, and then we'll begin to do that. And there's another thing that I add, which we call Haniha or Shaktipat, which is the uh, awakening of the spiritual energy or activating of the already awakened spiritual energy. And that's something I was gifted by my spiritual teacher to do and actually told to do. Um, so I, after we dance and we go into meditation, just focus on the energy coming through my eyes and it's my soul touching yours to awaken and activate. Okay, that's it. So we'll start with a little dance for three minutes. Okay, go ahead.
Okay. So just focus on the energy coming through my eyes. And repeat the mantra.
into global. And one thing that really impressed me is a statistic out of Haiti. We may not have the best healthcare system. And in reality, the vaccination rate is 1.4% of the population. Not really a high percentage. We have 11.6 million people. But the truth is, they only have 837 people die. What's the message? Is that they, having such a low vaccination rate, also had far fewer deaths percentage-wise in COVID than people that were 80, 85% vaxxed. That's the message. Message really is those people aren't vaxxed, have a much better chance of not being sick, and two, of dying. That's the, the important message. So there's a lot of data that's getting messed with, but if you look at the trend of the data, that's what I just shared with you. Now, another very important thing, and some of the people ask me about that. If unvaxxed people, if they do get infected, and they get, their infective rate is about 50%. In other words, twice as many people who are vaxxed get infected with COVID than unvaxxed. But the important thing is, a person who has not been vaxxed and who gets COVID, okay, has a 97% uh, protective natural immunity, which lasts for at least a year, as long as the research is going. So you get protective immunity because your immune system is robust rather than weakened as it is with the report uh, from, the, from the shot is... It's, it's very different. Now, why is that important? Well, one of the things, there's no evidence that that immunity wanes. So that's just like most everything. You get the measles, you don't expect to get the measles again. You can do it. I mean, anything can happen. So that's the point I'm making, is that the people who are not vaxxed but didn't get the COVID have at least... Uh, a year of immunity, and immunity is not 100%, but high-level immunity, and there's no evidence that it wanes. So that is, like, very important. Now, what about the children thing? Well, a certain amount of doctors, pretty much the same amount, the same doctors who are against the whole vaccine to begin with, uh, are saying, look, the risk factor for children is 0. 0.0008, essentially zero. But the risk after getting the vaccination for a child is great, uh, greatly increased. In fact, the research shows it's 52 times more likely, I'll say this, 52 times more children who are vaxxed die COVID compared to unvaxxed children. 52 times more. That's a pretty important significant when you're a parent uh, in terms of risk. Uh, and again, research shows that the vitamin D decreases your risk by somewhere between 64 and 75 percent. 
the key is, is 52 times more children who die from COVID if you're vaxxed. That's a very uh, scary statistic when we look at that. It's like, no, wow. Okay? Um, so, now with the vax, we also have cancer, miscarriages go up 300%, neurological problems up 1,000% with a five-year average. And so, that's a kind of a pretty important statement here. Um, so, those are the kinds of things we're, we're looking at um, as we're trying to, to kind of make sense out of this whole thing. Now, the military results, again, suggest a 300% increase in miscarriages and a 10,000% increase in neurological. That's, that's significant. 300% increases, they say, in cancer, 269% increase in heart attacks, and 175% increase in pericarditis, which is the membrane, inflammation of the membrane around the heart. And uh, 285% increase in myocarditis. Now, I haven't seen this kind of percentages in the, in the newspapers anymore. They're not talking about it, but it's still there. And there's a 467% increase in pulmonary embolisms, blood clots to the lungs. So we have a, a 590% increase in HIV. So all this came out in the Senate hearings. So this is official data that's out there. So we look back at the whole picture. You see, well, people are vaxxed, have twice, you know, we sum up all the studies and sum it up, the research suggests that people who are vaxxed have twice as much COVID as the unvaxxed, okay? And they have doubled the rate of death as well. Okay, that's a pretty strong statement, okay? Um, and the post-vax syndromes outcomes get worse over time because the research also shows there's a decrease in the immune system strength over time. And actually, spike protein goes after the immune system. Obviously, high back rate doesn't lead to the immune system. And in people 18 to 40, we're looking at Twice as much women as men getting it, and deaths are five times higher in this age group than the people who are vaxxed. Um, so, just kind of—it's just a flavor of the situation. Um, there's over 300 studies of ivermectin. Uh, works about 86% of the time, which is very high, and actually, is 75%. And there, I haven't seen a lot of studies combined, it's more true with a very small space. But I would assume that when they're combined, as the small study suggests, that you're going to get higher protection. I estimate maybe 90% protection. That's pretty significant. Um, so, there is research that suggests that people are full back. You keep getting repeated boosters, although they have a short improvement in a few months, decrease their risk and decreases over time. Some studies though there was a five percent decrease in the immune system per week, which is kind of a harder data to look at, but uh, it clearly decreases over time. That's the, I think probably the safest thing to say. And with that, there's an increase in cancer rates. 
And that's kind of what the International uh, Physicians Declaration is that they call it a crime against humanity. And I think people are beginning to see that. I just kind of took the overview of this. In a sense, the globalist belief is life does not have any safety. There's no hope in the we are as far as God, we're just material beings. I think that's where the path of virtue. We are just material beings. We are in the God. That's very, very big. That's the difference between us and robots. Why are we put on the planet? We put on the planet to you know, just kind of exist or as a spark of God to evolve spiritually. Well, my impression from the spiritual point of view is, yeah, we're here in the spirit of God about spiritually, about spiritual path. And this uh, new world order could, could be very interesting not having that happen. You see, there's some research that shows that the God gene is negatively affected by the, by the a biological child. The people lose their interest in the divine. That's that's pretty scary. So, where does this lead us? Bigger discussion. You know, we're past COVID, and we're looking at the bigger picture what life is about. And before we get there, the illusion of safety. I see a lot of clients from all over the world. And there is that with the highest faction, people have the most fear. Okay. And the fear is driven by, I'll get a shot, I'll be safe. But it's, of course, just the opposite. But it's a hard one. Okay. So what, what really makes safety? Okay. It's a consciousness state. It's called spiritual sovereignty. When you understand that you are sovereign within yourself. Um, and it makes sense when you understand uh, there's a term called koakma, which is the power of what? That you are the power of what? You're not just a material being. Um, so what makes the world safe? You. Spirit, what I call non-causal peace, non-causal love, non-causal oneness, <clears throat> non-causal compassion. Those qualities which we develop within ourselves, that's what makes the world safe. Because as more people develop it, then we act more like the higher level of human being we are meant to be. Okay? And... Where is, uh, the, I'm kind of making a contest here, which is that uh, we value the concept of safety over the spiritual values of love, peace, and oneness. So what do I mean? Well, you want to be really safe, don't get in a relationship because they'll live, you can lose the relationship. A person could die, this could, you know, you could break up. Things happen, Okay. Um, so we want to avoid loving relationships. Now, I'm not recommending, I'm saying, if you want to be safe, that safety limits your life. Because life, to be fully led, means you have to be open to the risk of being alive, rather than shutting your door and hiding out from the world. Okay? Okay? People die. Uh, People evolve in a different way than you're evolving. But nevertheless, does it mean to be, you know, safety we can do for me? Well, I don't want to be in a relationship because it may be not going the way I want, it may not be permanent, or that's like that. You know, and then you have children, so it can happen to the children. So I want to avoid that, I want to have children. It's going to be too difficult to have children. So safety becomes like a false value that actually keeps us 
away from the meaning of being a full human being. Now, I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying walk out in front of cars and dare them to hit you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying drive a car at 100 miles an hour and you're fitting on the zone. That's not what I'm saying. Saying something else is that um, there's a certain amount of danger in life if you're going to live life fully. And the focus on safety basically says freeze up and don't take any risks, you know. That gives you a pretty limited life. And it doesn't give you the evolution that we're meant to have in our lives. Okay? What does that really give you? It doesn't give you safety. It gives you contraction. And that is anti-evolving state of being. So what I'm saying is all levels of growth, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual growth, comes with a certain amount of risk. The risk of being alive. And the COVID thing to me really beautifully brings up uh, the whole question of what does it mean to be alive? Okay. Is it the expansion into the unknown? Which is what I think is what we're talking about. Or is it just a contraction so you just sit there and you don't move and it, you, know, you, have, you lose your safety but you aren't safe because you're really not growing. So those are really important questions. I'm going to kind of bring Richard in on this uh, and for us to be discussing that. Because it, it is a whole world view. So, so Richard, if you want to make any comments on what I just said, Good. Well, the other thing I want to mention is that people have questions. Uh, if you, as it's posted, okay, in the comments, we're happy to take questions as well. Go ahead, Your picture and voice are really clear now. They were they were really breaking up for quite a while, and as Doug pointed out behind the scenes, uh, it happened mostly when we were to talk about the vaccine. So, just something to notice. But as far as what you're bringing up now, you know, if you step back and look and look at the larger issue that you're pointing to, it comes back to who we are, you know. And and I think you and I both experience us as beings of spirit, not a belief. Not I'm not talking about religion at all. I'm saying who we are. It's we're us, whether we're in a physical body or not, and. When you take that roughly nine months in the mother's womb to tie you, which is pure consciousness that's formless, into a, the construction of a new costume that's going to be your physical body, you come into a temporary realm where everything is dangerous. And just to be born is not only risky, it's dangerous, and it's not just dangerous, it's generally fatal. So, you know, there's a quality of experience that brings up the whole question of why would you do it? What's your purpose? Um, you can't avoid risk as long as you're in a physical body. And the rulers are using fear as a motive to make us seek safety when it's not possible. And when that's your motive, you do things that are completely self-destructive, like get yourself vaccinated, have blind trust of authority, um, do whatever the authorities say, even if it's suicidal. All that comes from fear and the hopeless mission of seeking total safety when it can't be done on a physical level. So basically I'm saying I agree with what you're talking about. Yeah, so safety is an illusion. I think that's the important thing. The world is inherently not safe, but life is meant to be lived fully because it's not here to be safe. We're here to evolve spiritually. Right. 
I'm spiritually got to take risks. You know, you have to jump into the unknown. Yeah. It, it applies on both personal and national levels. You know, one of the reasons that the United States is targeted for extermination right now by the global rulers is that there's this memory of individual freedom being the highest priority. And you don't trade that freedom for safety or else you lose both. And they don't want the memory of that concept to be uh, existing. And so it's both countries and individuals. Thomas Jefferson said that, or was it Benjamin Franklin? I, I don't remember if it was Jefferson or Franklin, but one of those guys. They understood these principles. They were quite aware yeah. that they had to choose whether they're going to have a kind of comfortable life or a life of creative evolution for all of humanity. Yeah. They and those risks. Because they were willing to sacrifice the illusion of safety. Right. They produced an economy and a country that gave more physical uh, stability and, and temporary safety anyway than had been achieved anywhere that I know of previous to that. Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so that takes us beyond just the danger of the injection and twice as many people uh, getting COVID who are injected into a, a worldview. That's, that's kind of where we're going. We've heard about COVID, but COVID just brings up that issue of the illusion of safety. In order to the illusion of safety, you get injections, injections make you worse, not better. It's like the paradox is there. So the, the message is, you know, live your life fully and don't get seduced by promises of safety that in the end, Hurtful to you. Right. And it's also, you know, it's the ruler saying, you're going to be safe forever, just let us kill you. And it's going to be really safe, and you're going to be so happy. And even if it kills you, it means it's working. You have to memorize that. And if it makes you really sick, it means it's really working, because you would have even gotten more really sick if we didn't do this to you. I mean, they're counting on the success of the modern education and media system that makes us believe the most absurd, obvious nonsense that you can imagine. And they're pretty accurate so far, but there are exceptions. It's, um, it's pretty amazing what's happened so far, but what's more amazing is there's a great awakening happening because right. reached levels of... Uh, Unbelievable absurdity. Yeah. Way of saying it. And, and people are beginning to wake up and say, this is really absurd. You know? you take the mask, you know, we know that masks cause more upper respiratory disorder. They don't really help you in a higher percentage of, of the COVID because it weakens your immune system and affects your brain function. It decreases your oxygen by somewhere between 3 and 20 percent, depending who you are. Right. It's like it's a losing situation, but that's called safety. It's one thing you would do if you want to make yourself sick soon, is block Plus your own... it doesn't breathing. work. It doesn't give you protection. Block your own breathing. Right. Right. In fact, Peggy Hall, who was a guest on our show and is doing a lot of great work, she called it a self-suffocation device. So... Just wear this self-suffocation device and you're really going to be safe. And to, to make everybody do it, they, they got this slogan going. And it was, your self-suffocation device protects me, my self-suffocation device protects you. So anybody who's not wearing one clearly doesn't care about anybody else. You call that social pressure. Right. So these are, I think, important issues that we face in this whole picture. Uh, and that's why it's good. Because it does force people to start to wake up. 
out of the dream. Uh, without, without this kind of push, people need to stay in the dream. Yeah. Some of the best inspiration right now is coming out of African countries where the people are really more awake in certain cases. Uh, Tanzania being one of the main ones. And they had a, a leader, maybe you remember his name, a president who started with M. I don't remember the exact name. Anyway, he was saying, don't go along with all the nonsense. So the, the real rulers who are not the presidents and the officials in government, the real rulers just killed him. And they said, well, that should take care of it. We'll bring in a much worse president to control these out-of-control people. And this was a woman. You know, people have been trained that if it's a woman, it must be much better. But the women have proved they can be equally horrible as men. And they brought in a woman who was connected to the World Economic Forum. And she clamped down on everything. And the police were wearing masks out in the heat and arresting people for not doing that. And pretty soon, the people, especially the police, started realizing, what was it that that last president was saying? You know, and, and they hadn't forgotten. And the police threw their masks away. And the rest of the public did the same thing. And they didn't take the shots. And the, public, the authorities couldn't do anything. It must have been really stressful for them because they had this great tyranny that they had been instructed to do. And nobody was going along with it. It was like, just like the bumper sticker in the Vietnam War that said, what if they gave a war and nobody came? You know, the rulers would be saying, fight, fight, kill, kill, hate everybody. You know, the other side is not human. And, you know, that excuse has been given for thousands of years and it's usually worked. And what if it didn't work? And um, that was demonstrated in Tanzania. And the people didn't obey the new government. And all the buses are crowded and people sitting right next to each other. They're not getting sick. And it just failed. That could spread. And so the media is avoiding it. But there was one uh, reporter in Tanzania like to get a hold of him. And he said, this is what happened. And it could happen everywhere. So in Nigeria, they only have 3% vaccinated. That's wonderful. Because they don't trust the West and start that way. And they know it's, they know it's wrong because they're, they're on to it because they've been exploited and damaged before. Right. And you don't need 10 PhDs to figure that out. That's right. They say, let's see, poisonous material in a needle, and you want to inject that into me so that I'll be healthy. There's something wrong with that. And in fact, the whole modern medical system, which is based on what the Rockefellers and Carnegie came up with, if we give them poison as medicine, it's a beautiful business model because it'll cover up a little bit of their pain and then it'll make them much sicker and we'll give them much more poison and they'll stay alive, getting sicker and sicker. It's going to be great. And that's the whole global system for the most part right now. And they tend to penalize the doctors who don't go along with that system. Yeah, the doctors that try to be natural are like, you know, terrorists. Try to take their license. So, but it, again, all this is waking up the public. And that's the thing that's important. Yeah. That's why we have the radio show, or the TV show here. Because it's all about waking up. And that's why we go... Uh, you know, share this information. It's not radical information. I mean, it's solid, scientific-based information. Right. Okay. That bail building on that is like, there is an illusion there of safety, and if you kind of go for that illusion, you're going to get hurt. You're not going to be safe. Get on the passenger car to Auschwitz, and you'll be protected from everything. It's going to be great. Free showers and great food, accommodations. You're going to be taken care of. It's like the return of common sense. And I think you're saying common sense comes out of, naturally comes out of self-awareness. Yes, and not being afraid to use your common sense. 
Not not being what I couldn't quite hear you. Afraid to use your common sense. When everybody else says you're crazy, especially. Correct. Yeah. It's trippy. So those are the issues people are facing. That's why we're here talking and sharing to highlight what some of you probably have been feeling. You know that this is crazy and the right action is you know, not getting vaccinated, you know, learning to take care of your health to, to begin with because the research is very clear since the 1880s um, with Dr. Beauchamp and so forth, where they realized that make yourself healthy, that's the best way to keep from getting sick. Versus, I'll give you an injection, I'll give you an immunization, which undermines the business. And we are talking about Louis Nasher saying on his deathbed to his competitors who were there, I was wrong. I was wrong. Admitting it on his deathbed, that, that the building your own immune system with your own what they call Tory is the answer. Right. That's where we're going to. Now, that's not what the Rockefellers and the, you know, the, the AMA kind of teaches you. But when we look at the bigger picture of the deep thinkers, it's very clear. When we look at the practical experience, people who do the right health habits live longer and are happier, and they're healthier. Right, and the, the Rockefeller and Carnegie Foundations and others, Gates Foundation and others, it's not bad that they make huge amounts of money. It's only the detail of how they do it, you know. And it's been misunderstood sometimes that um, free enterprise capitalism, not the kind we have now, but I, the ideal kind, is bad because there's a profit motive. And I have never seen anything wrong with that at all. It motivates people to work really hard, which is great. But there has to be self and spiritual awareness so that no matter how much money you could make by killing a planet or doing some, you know, murder or some other crime to people intentionally, no matter how profitable that is, you can't do it because you feel the operation of karma and you know that everybody else is you in another form. So serving others is serving yourself and hurting them for money would, you can't consciously do it. You know, and then those, those organizations could do some good. So we've given, I think a, a very important paradigm shift. Giving up life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for the illusion of safety is not a life-sustaining, life-expansion, consciousness expansion strategy. It's one of contraction, limitation, ultimately misery. So I'm going to leave people with the realization that let's expand into the joy of life, like we started with the dancing, the spiritual joy, and that's what links us to the higher road, is the spiritual joy. And that comes from expanding, not from contracting. So open up your hearts, open up your minds, and dance with spiritual joy as you live your life, change the quality of your life in a very important way. Blessings to everyone. And it's always a joy to work with Richard here as we talk. And also thank you to Doug. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Sounds, we'll take that last part as a homework assignment and meet you back here and see what happened. Okay. Okay, you guys, that last thing he said was really important, and it doesn't mean that 
you're in a business meeting and you have to necessarily literally start dancing, but unless you feel like it's appropriate. But carrying the emotional energy that he's referring to is powerful, even if no one else knows consciously what you're doing. If that gets focused, when we get that focused in terms of uh, living in an emotional world that is not what the leaders are trying to pull us into right now, can turn things around and lead to successful mass non-compliance with the suicidal orders of the, of the rulers. Because what they're doing now clearly is they're leading the world, not just the human population, but all life on the planet into suicide, which is not required. It's an illusion that that has to be done. In America and a lot of other places, they're cutting off energy supplies and then blaming it on uh, what's going on in, in uh, the war with Putin, you know, that Putin is involved in, and um, blaming it on everything except what it's really coming from. Cutting off energy supplies, they know that'll cut off food supplies. It's getting really serious. They're injecting everybody with poison. Uh, it needs to be turned around. And when you look at what people like David Icke are suggesting, peaceful, mass non-compliance with the whole thing, what allows that to happen? Because the average person doesn't have the consciousness yet to just walk out on the street and do that like they did in uh, Tanzania. But they all, we all have the potential to do that. And when the consciousness comes back, uh, the actions follow. The actions change, and the effect on others change, changes. And I think that the even the rulers, even the worst of the worst, even the big foundation owners and uh, the global leaders, uh, young global leaders of the world, uh, graduates and the World Economic Forum and the UN, people running the UN. There's lots of good people working for the UN, but the ones running it from the top, they're all people too and they're affected by what we do and at the top level they're filling the atmosphere they know that what Dr. Cousin says is true, they're filling the atmosphere with uh, energy of fear combativeness hatred of each other judgment by the color and, and condition of the costumes we're wearing, you know these temporary bodies that are have different colors, you know and they think that we should fight over those colors and anything to distract us from what's really going on. And the last thing that he instructed us to do, Dr. Cousins, in today's show, was carry a different emotional state. And he was saying the joy of life, and I agree with that. And one way to do it, oh, and I have to mention, and I'll shut up in a minute because we're out of time here, but um, I'm not saying to be oblivious of what's going on in the world. It's important for strategic awareness that we know as much as possible about what the agenda is right now that's shutting down energy and food and interaction and scaring everybody into ridiculous uh, artificial health situations, taking poison medicine and poison injections. It's, it's important to be aware of that so that you can respond appropriately. But there's no requirement at all to carry the emotional energy of fear. In fact, it's useless. It's not good for anything at all. People will say, well, it's really important to be afraid so that you can fight harder or run faster. That's all nonsense. Adrenaline comes when needed, but it doesn't need to come from fear. Completely unnecessary. The, the most powerful fighting people, the head martial artists, the best um, best combat people in real life have a stillness to them. They're unbeatable because they can't be shaken and they don't go crazy and, you know, get terrified. They, they are smarter than that. And military people who are the best uh, generals and commanders in the field, uh, they don't do it out of fear. And there's absolutely no benefit to being afraid of anything. I, I can't think of any exceptions, actually. But if you keep your awareness of what's going on in the world and in your life so that you can respond to it in a constructive way, 
but separate it out from your emotional state, which you can learn to do. There's a specific skill of doing that. And carry the best emotional state that you can imagine. And imagination is key. We talk about that in Planetary Healing Club a lot. If you don't understand, you might object and say, well, Richard, you're telling people to live in a dream world, they should live in reality. Well, except for one thing, and that's that what you call reality is a complex of dream worlds. Everybody that I know of in history has lived 100% in a dream world. You have to let that sink in, I think. But the dream world which we think we have to live in is fear and imagining the worst happening and you know, carrying the feeling of loss, frustration, anger, hatred of people you think are at fault. Um, hatred of situations that are unfair. Those are dream worlds. That emotion makes the dream world. And you chose the dream world that you live in. And it's always justified by saying, well, but that's really happening. I'm not talking about events. I'm talking about how you respond with emotion. They're totally different issues. So if you want to carry a more empowering energy field with you, one little exercise you can do is imagine how would I feel if and then fill in the blank and a good thing to fill in the blank with is like something in your life that's really difficult for you you know what it feels like for it to be not working right and that's an emotion you're carrying around now which doesn't feel good and doesn't necessarily give you clear solutions but take that situation or that relationship or whatever and say, what would it feel like? This is to ask yourself and to really mean it. What would it feel like if that was totally harmonized and resolved in a good way and for everybody's benefit, including mine? What would that feel like? N- not an intellectual answer. That is not, doesn't give you credit in this exercise. What does it feel like? The, the feelings and emotions that we've been taught by academia and fake science and the media and everything are irrelevant. They're not irrelevant. They're powerful. They create your life. They start to change it when you realize that and use it. So take the most difficult situation in your life and think, what would it feel like if this was all beautifully resolved? Everybody was appreciating and respecting each other. Uh, Health was returning on physical levels, whatever the best scenario would be. And it's not, what's the def- what's the description of it? I'm repeating this because we're off track and we lost contact with this power. What would it feel like if everything was going great? And immerse yourself in that feeling. You find that you can do that and not use your analytical ability or active ability in the world to do your jobs and all that. In fact, it gets better. It gets way better. And other people start to act different if you stick on this. This is uh, kind of one of the things that we're looking at in Planetary Healing Club, and you're welcome to join us if you want. That's planetaryhealingclub.com. It's live, interactive every week, and this is the kind of stuff we look at in addition to physical health information that has been suppressed and, and censored. But you don't need to do it with us. You can do it like right this minute, starting now with yourself. Just do find a way to do it. And you'll find out that you affect not only yourself, but other people around you, and eventually the whole outside world. And I've looked for decades at the larger global plan of the higher global rulers that don't give their names, and you have not heard of them, and they give orders to the ones that you have heard of. And this is their biggest fear, that you're going to figure out what this means and do it. So I'm saying let's take their guidance and um, say thank you and do it. You don't, If you really take it to the extreme level that you could, it doesn't destroy the bad guys. It turns them into converts and wakes them up. And they say, oh my God, what have I been doing? This is not about religion, by the way, at all, or belief, because there's a lot of people in the really evil levels that think they're very religious. This is about 
changing the frequency. It's not some kumbaya new age nonsense thing. It's real. And a lot of you may not believe me. I take the chance of sounding, you know, like somebody you think is crazy. But for those who can get quiet enough and brave enough to tune into this, I'm talking to you. So you can start any minute and value the time you've got left. We don't know the amount of time left in our individual lives. People can die at one year old or five year olds old at 50 or 100 or whatever. But you never know whatever age you are if it's your last day, so use it well. And don't worry, you don't stop existing when you die. You just end this chapter, so let's end it well. Turn things around and show that what Dr. Cousins is talking about, you have all the means to do it right now, no matter what your life circumstances. It's your choice. It's real freedom, individual freedom, and you've got it. And you can use it if you shake off the hypnosis and the brainwashing and say, wait a minute, you know, like that little kid in The Emperor's New Clothes, which I still think you should read, is free. You just look it up online. Um, be the little kid and don't just say, he has no clothes. Say, what does that mean you should do? All the work is internal and it reflects on the outside action. So anyway, I'll, I'll stop talking. We're over time. Thanks for being here. I appreciate your feedback and thanks to the people who are letting us know what they think. There's a contact form on lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button if you want to help us stay on the air with this commercial-free material. Uh, donate money if you can. And there's a subscribe star link that you can use for that. Also, they both work. Um, but the main message is uh, besides staying in touch at lostartsradio.com and planetaryhealingclub.com. Take care of yourself. Re- don't underrate your own importance to the world, and especially your emotional state. No matter what physical condition is you're in, even if you're in prison, even if you're paralyzed physically, you have total free will on what emotional state you're going to carry. And we've been conditioned and, and programmed to think that if this and this and this happen, this is how I have to feel. That was a lie. Understand it and use it. And your power comes up no matter where you're sitting physically. We need you. So, time to wake up. And we'll see you next time. Have a good week.